everyone to the REST podcast, where our goal is to help each and every one of you displace confusion, chaos, and dis-ease in order to heal and find significance in life. I am your host, Natalie Williams, and I am here with the author of The Reconstitution Method for Healing and REST, Virginia Dixon. If you listened in a week ago, you will remember an interview from last year since Virginia is currently unwell. Because Virginia is still not able to appear on these podcasts due to illness, I am bringing you another archive testimony from one of Virginia's clients, Aaron Levesque. After being gaslighted by his peers throughout childhood and being diagnosed with Asperger's, Aaron shares about his unrelenting anger toward life and original reluctancy to meet Virginia. Keep listening to learn why. Good afternoon. I'd like to introduce you to Aaron. I've had the privilege of working with him for approximately five months, and I'd like you to hear his story. Aaron, tell us what brought you here. Well, what initially brought me here was roughly my senior or or the beginning of my senior year of college. I was having a bit of a rough patch because roughly around, around that time, I went through majors multiple times. And once I switched my last major, I was kind of told, oh, yeah, there's no future in this. You just kind of have to deal with it. And no future it, in the major that yeah, you've which, which chosen. Ma- yeah, which the major I chose at that time was graphic design, which, you know, yeah, like I, I, I kind of knew going into that. It wasn't exactly the, the moneymaker, but I wanted to just go into something I actually liked. But that ended up really just falling flat. And on top of that, too, a lot of other issues I was dealing with from my past were really just starting to accumulate. And at that point, I kind of just, I'm not one to quit, but I was at a point where I just lost faith in everything. Myself, everything around me, just in general. So would you say that primarily it was anxiety, depression, just an overall sense of... For me... It was mostly anger and depression, 100%. Anger, okay. Anger and depression. You said some things that had been compounding over the years. Why don't you share what? Yeah. One or two. uh, Compounding over over the years is I'm diagnosed with with Asperger's. And through a lot of my development, I definitely developed differently from most other kids. My my age, it was definitely, I had a hard time socializing with people. And I, I really didn't get the time of day to actually get a get a chance with other individuals. So it made it really difficult for me to honestly have a, like a normal childhood. So for me, I spent pretty much most of my time by myself, which really made me start to resent people. And as well as, especially in high school, I got treated like absolute crap. So, and I was even more alone. Like, quite frankly, it's like when, when, this, when, when this outbreak happened, when we were forced to live in quarantine, that was no different than how I was normally living. Because I didn't have any other friends to talk to. And when I was in college, I was even more alone. And, you know, it really made me start to develop some negative traits and negative views on people in life. So really that just accumulated and it's really more of like a snowball effect. Thank you for sharing that. You're always so articulate in how you describe your frame of mind, the things that compounded, how you began to see yourself. Now, someone referred you to me And they told you that I had this unconventional way of approaching healing and restoration. It wasn't conventional and therapeutic, and it wasn't necessarily counseling. And I was the difficult person to describe the method, rest and the reconstitution method were a bit difficult to describe. Why don't you tell everyone a little bit about how you felt coming in to see me? Because that was a special interest to me. Yes. 
Oh, in the beginning, I was at, again, I was at such a point where I was just so angry all, all the time. I, and you probably remember this. I remember sending you a text saying, or actually, no, I called you and I said, this is complete crap. This is not going to work. I do not believe it because me and my family have been through so many things, you know, helping me with my development as well as my mom. She has Lyme's disease. We've been through the ringer with, you tried everything. I've tried everything to help out with my stuff as well as my mom. So when my mom mentioned Virginia and she was again, another unconventional person, I'm like, yeah, sure, sure. (laughs) You know, so it was, I I was definitely super hesitant and I just didn't really believe it. But at the same time, I was also at a point in my life where I kind of had to put that away for just a second and give it a full chance because I was realizing that during that moment in time, I was doing a lot of things that weren't for me and I was simply doing it just because I felt that was what I should do and to prove myself wrong. So at that point, I was thinking, okay, for whatever reason, this feels right for me. So I think I should just go into this full, full heartedly and lean into someone for once because for a long time for me, I always just leaned into myself. It was just me, myself, and I. So yeah, so I decided to give that a chance, and fortunately, it really worked out. So Right. I remember the first time we met. Yeah. And, well, the first time I talked to you, you were at ASU? NAU. NAU. Up in Flagstaff. Flagstaff. And I remember the very first time I hung up the phone with you, I thought, this boy is just fine. And I just need to get my hands on him for three or four months uninterrupted, which, of course, I was only going to have a few weeks during Easter break. Yeah. But somehow, by the grace of God, the sequence of events that transpired caused you to be stuck in California, for lack of better words. And I remember thinking, it's a blessing. We're going to have an opportunity. I'm going to have the opportunity I knew I needed to get you on the other side of this. Yeah. And like Jenna and like most of your age group, for some reason, that I'm able to work with, if I can get my hands on you guys for two, three, four months and work with you uninterrupted, it's a beautiful thing because I watch the prism of your soul go from viewing life from this perspective, and I watch that prism not only broaden, but I watched this beautiful palette of colors infused in your life and in your thought life and in your perspective and how you interpreted events and processed your relationship with people and with the world around you. And it was just an amazing thing to witness. But I remember specifically that I knew I had to go after decompressing and decongesting two things, your meridians, and I could see what was stuck and what the implications of those stuck patterns were in your perception. And the second thing was, I need to help his brain relax because it's been medicated for almost a lifetime. And I know that if I can help this boy achieve balance, harmony, and coherence in his brain through an acoustic mirror mirroring system, which is what Sarah said does, I thought it would change your life. And that was the beginning of our pilgrimage. So talk a little bit about what that was like day-to-day working with me through REST, this reconstitution method where we did Evox and then Sarah said and how it opened up the windows of your soul so you could access some of these words that were turning into rage and resentment and anger and dissociation, really. Gotcha. Yeah. For me, the, the very first thing that really was extremely helpful was I was actually talking to Renee 
when I was starting Saraset, mm-hmm. because when I first met up with you before Saraset, it was like, what, two or three times? It, mm-hmm. it, it was a handful at, at most. And I remember talking to Renee and she was like, oh, what are you here for? I'm like, okay, I'm here to get better sleep because if it was up to me, I'd be up two days straight every single day, not because I'm like distracted or whatever, just, I just couldn't sleep. And I wanted to get a different perspective because I, for the longest time, I thought all my issues that I was dealing with, I was just pathologically lazy. That's that's the way I saw it because a lot of what I dealt with, a lot of people around me would, would always like say like, oh, that was your fault. Like you were... Er- so there was a lot was of shame and blame. Yes, yeah. Yeah, which I ended up realizing later was just a lot of gaslighting. But she told me, and I remember Renee told me that, no, you're not crazy. Like, people have been through this, and I can show you how you're not crazy. And for me, that was, you have no idea how relieving that was. It was it was relieving to know that I was not insane in that I... What did she show you that caused you to realize, I'm not crazy. My brain's out of balance. She gave me a few examples. Unfortunately, I'm, I'm forgetting what, what they were But the were graphs, exactly. she showed you graphs. Yeah, she showed me graphs as well as when I went through my first session, I was able to sleep that night, which was really cool because keep in mind, I've been on Ritalin and, and what's it called, Prozac for a while, and none of those ever, ever worked for me. So I remember, again, when, we were ta- when, when you talked to me, I was thinking the Saraset thing is like a placebo. Or that's what I initially thought before, before I came in. How so, many years were you on Ritalin and Prozac? Mm, Ritalin, not as much. Prozac, like, for a solid four years, four years, roughly. Maybe even more. Honestly, I'm kind of forgetting because it, it, it just didn't work. But yeah, so Saraset actually did work, which was really shocking to me. Because if there's one constant thing that, or that also made me really, really upset is I tried a lot of things and nothing ever worked. Like, ever. Like, a lot of medicines did, didn't work. That's actually kind of a joke within my family. Is like, if you give Aaron a, a medicine, it's not going to work. Like, even, like, Advil won't work. But what's interesting is when your brain could hear and see itself, it's amazing how it immediately came into balance. It felt like it brought down the noise in my head. That's right. It it made it to where I can control that. Because before, you know, it's kind of a stupid analogy, but like, you know, like I would try to get that noise in in my head. my, my, My mind's always, always moving. And whenever I would tell it to stop, it would never stop. But now I, I, I can't make that noise stop, which is, which is really nice and it was really beneficial. But yeah, that was the thing that really started my journey into seeing, like, this is for real. Like, this is actually going to work, which was so relieving, oh, seriously. I remember, I'll never forget the first day you said to me, here I'm facing the darkest season of my life where I didn't really care to go on, but almost immediately I was able to step into this place of hope. Yeah. I'd like to ask you a significant question because I've had the privilege of working with you and because time is limited, I wish everyone could hear your whole story because it's phenomenal. Yeah. But I'd like you to communicate if you could, what were the primary principles of this rest matrix that you found most compelling and most transformational? Oh, easily. God, I keep forgetting the name of it, but it was the the, the anatomy of, of, dissension. of dissension. Yeah, that That's was right. really helpful because one of the sources of my anger too was was people around me. Like for a long time, I just don't like talking about it, but I will hear is I hated everyone. I hated everyone so much because the way I saw it is the reason because when I you know when I when I when I was alone when I was growing up, I never got I never got a chance. But yet they would, but yet everyone around me would try so hard with other people who were, in my opinion, not the best people. So when I saw that, I realized you can try. You just didn't want to, and you don't give. You don't care about me. 
mm-hmm. at all. So that, so made that me began think, to shift. Huh? Yeah. Well, like it, it made me realize, cause during that time I thought if you, if you did that, you were just a bad person through and through. But then I realized with, with all the blame and with all the, the shame people were giving me and then dealing with that stuff made me realize they've been through the whole gamut of the descent. And it really made me start to exercise more grace and start to realize that Good. they're they're human. Like, because for a while I just demonized people. I was like, "Yeah, you're horrible." I can't tell you, especially in today's day and age, how much that means to me to hear you say that. Because I've heard you, you and I have had this conversation many times. Yeah. But I think what's most compelling about hearing you discuss this now is that. There's this, there's just such civil unrest. Yeah. And there's this demonization of each other's yeah. motives and intents. And there, we're drawing so many assumptions about each other when we're not even giving each other the opportunity to have meaningful conversations. Exactly. And one of the things I've taken great joy in in working with you is you've taught me how to be a better listener. Oh, you've nice. changed me. And I could see the depth and the breadth of the wounds that came with being labeled and being medicated at a young age and the implication that's had and how it's defined you and branded you for a lifetime. Yeah. And it was such a joy to come alongside of you in that ditch and kind of lock arms and walk out of that ditch with you by having conversations. And in the course of having these meaningful conversations, it's been an amazing thing to watch you evolve. And if I had to say one thing about you, Aaron, beyond all the psychoneurological work that we do with everyone that comes to see us through these non-invasive modalities, that are really biometrics, and they're really guided and directed by the people we're working with, we're very careful to come alongside of you because we don't diagnose, we don't treat, and we don't cure. When people like you come and see us, right, they're already clear on what's not okay. They're in a profound state of dis-ease, confusion, chaos, and dis-ease. And they're trying to hedge disease, illness, and frankly, death often, of the spirit, soul, and body. It's not just an anatomical things, right? It's a physiological, it's a complex system thing. That's why I always go to root cause, right? But one of the things that you've taught me is that you're a fighter and you never give up. And you're also not afraid to look at things that you'd rather not examine about yourself and perhaps your misperceptions of other people. Yeah. And it's been an amazing thing to watch you heal. As a matter of fact, I've asked you to come alongside of me and help conduct some research work. Yeah. So thank you. And thank you for just putting, showing up to play. Thanks, Anna. I appreciate it. It's been amazing. I'd like to ask you, after we've gone through the matrix and rest and the anatomy of descent, you'd mention a triangle. And the triangle that I often often reference is a representation of everything that represents government, right? Yeah. Balance, harmony, coherence, our spirit or soul, our body. If we take 
civil government, executive, legislative, judicial. And when that, there's a deconstruction of the foundations of that government, whether we're talking about spiritually or whether we're talking about our anatomy, yeah. whether we're talking about, you know, civil government, you see that there's confusion, chaos, and dis-ease in that. It's been amazing to see how when you really began to understand the anatomy of the soul, heart, mind, will, conscience, and your feelings, and how the disbursement of the electric magnetic fields that come from that anatomy of your soul and how that energy is transferred into your brain and how it manifests in terms of how it runs and operates your body. It's been an amazing thing to see the decongestion of from right here, the decongestion that was right here in the core of your being that was causing you to really just slowly fall apart. Yeah in terms of how you were relating to people, how you're relating to yourself, how you're communicating with your parents. And it just began to have huge implications. It was amazing to see. Yeah. What would you say is your outlook on your future as a result of having a working understanding of this matrix? My, my outlook of my, of my own future, I see it as as, as bright. I think I, I think I can definitely go 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 somewhere. And that, honestly, that's why I've worked hard for as long as I have in my life is because I knew I could pull off whatever I wanted to. And quite frankly, why I why I came into here, I saw that as one of the first times in my life where I actually made a choice for myself because almost everything I've done in my life, minus like music and playing the guitar. I did it because, you know, I was I was I was, I was told in my in my young age that oh what you're thinking that's probably an over exaggeration you're probably wrong. So I always did what was the right thing. And in, and in this case this was truly the right thing for me. Having that perspective now, I feel like I I can make a better educated de- decision instead of just like, you know, like even like the reason I went to college mm-hmm. was simply because I was really bad in school and I wanted to prove myself wrong. I, I, I can be good at school. Yes, you can. Which, I mean, I know, I know I could, but just, you know, the mindset wasn't wasn't right. So now I have the right mindset. I think I can pull off whatever I need to. Is, there, I want. is there a question that you wish I would have asked you and I didn't? I won't say a question, just more of something I would like to say. Is, is for a lot of people my age, I think everything here, Sarah set rest, I think it's really important purely because with a lot of the people my age that I see there, the, the problems they run into is always due to honestly not looking within themselves and not, and not looking at the pattern, the, the, of, in pattern of how they descend. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when you don't recognize that, it's like trying to find a needle in the haystack or, or, or trying to find something in the dark. You might find it, but odds of that happening mm-hmm. are slim to none. I highly recommend doing everything here, especially with with, with Saraset, because you'd be surprised how one blockage in your life could really clear up a lot of things. Because, like in my case, I wouldn't say I've had a whole lot of issues, but the ones I have had were really two main ones that were just constantly there all the time, the same thing over and over again. What were so, they? Like I said earlier, it was mainly my anger towards everyone and anger? myself, and it was me, me just me me feeling down because I didn't I never did anything for myself. It was always for others or what I thought was the right thing. Well, this is about rest is about reconciling relational, emotional, and spiritual truth. Yeah, examining the life of our heart, the role of relationships, the meaning of pictures, how we record all those experiences, and the value of our story. And I just want to thank you so much for sharing all this because we're going to have other talks and other interviews. But for today, I think 
you did a fine job of explaining the state you were in, understanding the anatomy of that descent, and reconciling some of those internal conflicts and how you live with a greater measure of freedom today and joy and well-being. Absolutely. So thank you so much. I know you have a heart and a passion for your generation. And you often say, I want to help this person and that person and this person. And we need to tell people about this. And that's exactly why we're doing segments like this so oh. people can find hope. Yeah, it's really good for, for people to know that there's different perspectives out there. And that's something I see a lot of people my age get hooked, they get hung up on is a certain perspective of like, oh, I can't do that. Or like, oh, I'm not going to go to college because, you know, like mm -hmm. this and that. When you when you have a certain bad perspective demystified, it's really it's really good and it helps drain drain the swamp in a, in a way. Again, when you have a different perspective and and you're able to to truly break down why your why your perspective isn't working, it's it's really relieving. Conflict and confusion and chaos and disease. It's generally within our own hate, resentment, 100%. bitterness. It's generally within our own constituents. Yes. So before we worry and we just makes such a big deal about draining swamps out here and we're all really good at it. Guys, We've got to look at, the, that's right. Yep. We've got to look in, in internally. Yeah. yeah. Thank you so much, Aaron. Definitely it's been yeah. a joy to hear from you. Yeah, thanks. Do you have any closing thoughts you'd like to say to anybody who's where you were at? Give them a message of hope. Yeah, like I said earlier, always, always challenge your, your, your own perspective. It's really, really important. And don't ever blame the world for why you are where where you're at it's like my it's like my mom always tells me it takes it takes two to tango and you always need to question your own perspective and just know if you ever if you ever feel like you are at the end like there's nothing for you there is always something for you everyone has something for them says it all thank you so much thank you for joining us Saraset is a non-invasive neurotechnology that Virginia commonly refers her patients to. If you'd like more information about Saraset, please call the Saraset Irvine office at 949-407-9020. Or, if you're listening from outside our area, please visit saraset.com for a location near you. I hope you found this episode of the REST podcast relatable and greatly insightful. For updates about rest and this podcast, please visit our Instagram or Facebook, The Place of Rest. If you'd like more information about Virginia or to support and join the cause of rest, please go to virginiadixon.com forward slash collaborate. Thank you for listening to Rest with Virginia Dixon. I will see you next week. <laughs>